What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 316. I'm Eric Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And we're sharing the last bit of superstar power without it. <laughs> Can you three ways the, the superstar? I mean, they two ways. Just grab a point, dude. <laughs> well, we, we we got we got two extra points then. We want we'll to call pick in some, some people up. Yeah, <laughs> DK, <laughs> Mario, baby, loved it. I'm dude, like, you know, the Sonic movie came out. Super surprised yeah. about the Sonic movie, you know. Then you get like Uncharted and Mortal Kombat, and you're like, man, like they're yeah. not bad. They're just not good. You know what I mean? Like this movie kicked that blue-haired fuck in the dick. Yeah, I mean, and I agree with that. Like, I'm glad that they decided to go the route, even though that they kind of like had the real world, quote unquote, in there. That they decided to keep everything like CGI. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy they leaned into that, and it would be kind of cool, like in the future. You know, like if they go to different worlds, then maybe they cross over into the quote unquote oh. real you know what i mean yeah and like just for a second you know just for a split second um here here's my biggest question why the fuck was everybody pissed because chris pratt was doing mario's i thought he did a perfect job he did a great job i like how the commercial too like when it starts super exaggerated yeah wasn't well, the yeah. one guy that was the had the mario guy in there yeah the original jump yeah. man guy yeah yeah that was like that's fucking dude, yeah. And then it's like, oh, it was just a commercial. I dude, mean, when they were on their way to their first job, oh my god! And we were straight side scroller. Yeah, yeah. Know? I like how they kept doing that. It's like the movie went like over the years. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was well executed in like every way possible, and there's only one negative to this movie, right? Was it too short? It was too short, man. Was it like an hour and a half? Yeah, they could have easily got three hours out of this. <laughs> yeah, I would have been, 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 been calm down now. <laughs> I thought about maybe two, maybe two and a half, but three. I uh, could I could do three. They brought the Babylon guy in to write this shit. We're going three and a half, baby. That probably um, helped it though, because it's like just just throw all the good shit at him. Yeah, right. No chuffa. It was uh, well executed. It was well acted. Like everybody that was like that did a voice and everything killed it. And I really like you know the whole Luigi. Yeah. You know him getting captured. Him having the whole like scared. You know Luigi's mansion moments yeah, and all that kind of. Yeah, like that that was super cool. Um very clever. Yeah, very very clever. That little his, blue thing, his ringtone was the GameCube startup music. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like this is cool as fuck. That you talking about the little blue thing that was like, "Ah, oh, death finally." A sweet I embrace. Can't remember the shit it was saying, but it was like yeah, it's like, whoa, this is... Was it, ah, oh, fresh meat for the meat grinder? So it said something like that. I was like, what? <laughs> Funny, dude. Love yeah. how I would cut to the penguins, and like by the end of the movie, yeah. they're just like, please shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, sweet release. And then the... What was that? Uh, Donkey Kong? Oh, Donkey Kong. Like, Even with... 
Yeah, even with Rogan doing the voice, it was it was awesome. Giving us giving us the tour of Donkey Kong Country to take me on was a good little montage. Yeah, that was yeah, very well done. Um I love the way they did Bowser. Yeah. Jack Black killed Peach, me, dude. Peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know who bro. I am. <laughs> You're him so being cool. him. <laughs> and she got feelings for it dude uh-huh. that was it was so fucking perfect man i loved it so much because like you know you never really sit like in the newest mario game that's kind of how the game starts is like bowser and peach's wedding you know yeah. he's like he's got her and they're doing the wedding and all this stuff and i'm kind of glad that they leaned into it in that way but like him appro- them approaching it from the aspect of like, well, he's in love with her, of yeah, course. Makes like, sense. Yeah, it was it was brilliant, dude. Yeah, him dude. in there, him in there with that fucking Koopa that was dressed up as a female. Dude, I was yeah. fucking losing my mind. Oh, how <laughs> when they, he first they, runs into a Toad. They, he's got it to stick, and he's like, "Ha!" Yeah, <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. When uh when they go to see Peach for the first time, and uh, the guards at the door, you know they yeah. say the classic line and everything, but then it cuts to Toad. He's like, ah, he's like these people are talking to you funny, and he holds up the pan, and I don't like it. And yeah. he's like, then he just sits down, and starts cooking in front of him. He's like, yeah. what you guys want, man? I'll fucking hook y'all up some snacks Throwing and stuff. Mushrooms and like, in there. Yeah, he's like Mario, go, man. I got this. I got this taken care of. Get on the fuck out of here. Like, <clears throat> it was. I want more. Like, that's it. That's, that's, I want more. I need more in my life because it's just, it was so well done, so witty, fast. Like, the the whole Mario Kart sequence, I mean, that, that was genius. Dude, I thought, I I thought that Iron Man made me sick of ACDC. But when they start building their carts to Thunderstruck, I'm sitting there like I'm hot, man. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm along for it. Here we go, guys. That was cool. I and love I, how the- I thought mm. it was cool personally, man. Because like it that that whole sequence made me think of UG because <laughs> I remember throughout the years, dude. Donkey Kong was your guy on Mario Kart. And we'd play and. Just the idea that the Mario Kart, like that, like the like the Kongs were the ones that were behind the Mario Kart. So I was just like, dude, that's that scene was that whole sequence was tailored for Adam, in my opinion. And I don't know, it's, it, this movie was memory lane nostalgia fan service, like it's in the best way possible, and it was crafted around like just a, a good family movie. Yeah, you know why I always pick Donkey Kong. Because somebody else would always pick uh, Yoshi first. For some reason, he just felt faster. Yeah. Right. Donkey Kong would feel slow, but if you can handle those corners. Yeah. Wow, 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 You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, the, the Mario Kart sequence was like, the way that they did the blue shell and all that stuff, yeah. like it was, it was super badass, man. Uh, backing up a little bit to earlier in the movie 
I like that essentially Peach, like it kind of got meta. Peach taught Mario how to play Mario. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to see it over it, like all the failures, like 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 it embodied the gamer's perspective of playing Mario when you were a kid. You died over and over, like whenever, even the whole part when they're traversing through the city. And I know this has nothing to do with the Peach sequence, but when he was going through the tubes and he'd come out and it's the wrong one, and then finally it zooms out yeah. and you see the whole level, and he's just like, "Oh, give me a break!" Yeah, like just you know all those little things, man. They did a great job. Yes, they did. Really. Whoever animated that water needs a a pat on the back cuz like I don't know, I just I noticed that the water was like very very crisp in the movie, but the animation itself was like insane. Like I haven't seen this level of TLC put to a CG movie. Yeah. No, like, not like that. Because don't get me wrong, I know Illumination's whole thing is like, like their big, uh, their big gem is like the minions and the Despicable Me stuff and everything. But this, like the Super Mario movie, I think ha- has given them, like, it's put them up there in Pixar caliber now. Yeah, for sure. Just the the little details, like the the way that their clothing looked, mm-hmm. especially Mario and Luigi's clothing, like the way that all that stuff looked, it it just added more to it. They could have just went in there and it's like, okay, we're gonna make it look like blue denim and that's it. But no, they added like a texture to it, and yeah. you could see it. And like with the shirt and the hat and everything, it was just so incredibly well well animated and well well done. And the like it felt like you were experiencing a Mario game. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And that's hard to like, it, that's hard to do. Like it, it's hard to put you put to immerse someone in a movie where it's like, okay, I could easily see, you know, like them running through the city, like Travis talking about and hitting the different pops and stuff. Like if that's how a lot of the modern Mario games feel and they captured that spirit to a T. Oh Yeah. I agree. Dude, when he showed up at the end and saved Luigi. I mean, yeah. This whole time Luigi's scared. Like, when they were running through the city, and he's, like, pulling everything down so he can come to. Yeah. Because, you know. Well, I mean, and, and what I thought was cool, one of the, the one of the little, like, wholesome moments is uh there at the end when they're going when they're fighting over the superstar Bowser shoots the flame at Mario and player 2 comes in dude Luigi holds up Captain America's the damn sewer thing yeah saves him in just enough time like like he he wasn't just the butt of the joke the whole movie like everyone you know cuz Luigi's always you know yeah he's the comedic relief to it i mean it's all funny but when you think about it in terms of you know everybody you know you're player one you're mario player two kind of always gets kind of left behind and forgotten about but they always come in clutch to clear the level yeah unless you're tails um yeah. <laughs> i think tails. there will be another one 
I didn't even see that. Did y'all see the post-credit Yoshi thing? I did. I didn't see no. that one. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I saw I the one with Bowser, and I was like, ain't no way there's going to be another one. <laughs> you saw him singing in that cage, right? He's like, do you know yeah. who I am? It was like, it's fucking funny. So apparently there was, a, you just see an egg, and it hatches, and you hear Yoshi roar. Yeah. Oh, that's um, a post-credit scene. But what I was going to say is that it's going to get another movie. Oh, for because sure. Because it's about to hit uh, $1.3 billion. I was going to say that's the bottom line because billion dollars. Yeah, said so. and its uh, budget was only $100 million, So, I mean, it's going to get another about, one. It might talk get about three. stretching a dollar, man. Yeah. What's that, John Lewisamo? Uh yeah, all right. Now, nobody's going to watch it. That was one well, speaking of John Leguizamo though. I I hate that he has so much shit to talk about it. Yeah. When We've been talking a lot of shit here lately. When the basis of this movie and the the way they chose to craft their their origin story mm-hmm. it's it's the same concept as the as their movie. Yeah, and it paid its respect to it. Yeah, yeah. it paid over every, and over again. It did it like in yeah, in droves. <clears throat> I mean, I just, I just, I really, the you can tell, Miyamoto sat there and was like, I won't like, like, like the studio was like, all right, uh, so uh, Miyamoto, what uh. What parts of the Mario universe are you comfortable with us putting into uh, the movie? And he goes, all of it. Yeah. Put it all in there. <laughs> Make it good. So uh, good. What was it he got mad about? Because they didn't cast enough Italian-American yeah, act- he's, voice actors. He's, he's from Colombia. Right? Yeah, like... He's so, not Italian. I mean, I actually just looked it up. He's not. Oh, yeah. Little he, boy he, blue. He, he needed the money, you know. Well, he he hopped on that Chris Pratt bandwagon yeah. thing, and that's the thing. Like, people were they were saying stuff about Chris Pratt, and it's like, okay, well then why why is nobody saying but, anything about Charlie Day? Yeah, you know. But yeah, like it's weird because well, he it, well. You know why they go after him. Come on. Let's, mm-hmm. But no. here's the thing. Like, the people in Hollywood, it's almost like they're jealous that he's getting all this work. I don't know what it is. Like, because it's not fans. No. Obviously, and the movie just made a billion dollars. I mean, yeah, right. I like him and everything I've seen him in. Even that fucking yeah, action he's flick. Just, he's just got a damn good agent. Well, he's got a no. good agent, and he's got he's got good perform. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, go watch an episode of Parks and Rec. Oh, then well, go watch uh ten minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. with one of his scenes. Well, that one and where then the go opening watch the shot where he comes list. dancing in as Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. Instant. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. But I, when the movie started and you hear him doing the commercial, I was like, oh, they went with that. Yeah. Did you never really hear Mario talk? Yeah. Well, the, the let's, TV let's, spots. Let's really think about it, though, man. Like, do you really think you as an audience goer could sit through an hour and a half of Mario sounding like he does when he jumps? Like, let's go. 
Yeah. Wow. Like, like, could you really see that giving dialogue? Well, and, and look at the other extreme of it. Could you legitimately sit there and let <laughs> Tony Soprano be the voice of Mario and not like, get Tony fucking taken Soprano, out of it? You know? Yeah. He's fucking like ducks. Taken out of the experience. You know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't fully lean into the Italian American like wow. stereotypical thing by any stretch of the imagination because like not only are some people gonna find it offensive, but also like it's like it's not a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, it's a, car- <laughs> a fictional character. Dude, when he went yeah. home though, that's Italian, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sebastian was, was out like, there like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mario saw your commercial, you know? <laughs> I love how uh, he hates mushrooms, man. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a funny joke. Ongoing um, bits like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, dude, I mean, like, the and the fact that when when he when he does the whole, you know, I'm gonna go to my room, and then you it cuts to him, and he's playing Kid Icarus on the <laughs> NES. Yeah. Just and, so and all the all the musical like little bits and nods all throughout like you know i yeah. i know that like with considering most of the movie makers right now that are making these these big ip films are folks a lot of the teams are people that are our age but like very there's only a handful of times i can say that like when i'm watching something like I legitimately get taken back. Like I'm a kid. I'm literally a fucking kid again. You know. Yeah. This is easily one of. Them. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was so great, man. It was incredibly well done, and I I'm excited for more, man. Well, I think with the success, because you know, Nintendo tried to make some movies before, didn't go over so well. Yeah, last Mario movie. I mean, it's a cult classic, but eh, you know, didn't do well at the time. Uh, Animation's there, you know. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think we're gonna get some more Nintendo movies. I mean, I think we're gonna get a Zelda movie, dude. And dude, they could easily do a they could do a Star Fox. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, like, uh, what about Super Smash Brothers? Yeah, like what, where they all you come know? together and it's a big game and yeah, you know they do it. They riff on Mortal Kombat a little bit, like yeah. that, they change it up a little bit and riff on that. Like I don't know, like Those that, characters some, show up. Like there's all this stuff they could do. Like I mean, dude, they could with with, with the way Illuminate. If like let's just say they chose Illumination as the company to do the Zelda movie, yeah. with the level of detail they put yeah. into the mario movie I, I i'm sold man yeah that would in my opinion need to be longer for sure uh, <laughs> oh that needs to be a good two-hour movie yeah part one but yeah well the money um, they made a billion dollars dude they're going fucking now like, oh now i know that we're we're talking about the more bright colorful despite some of the more grim aspects of zelda you know those two games are very colorful very uh you know bright you know all of that my thing is man you could make a hell of a metroid movie i know right yeah 
Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and it wouldn't be that hard. I mean, they could they could flesh out a Metroid script and in no time. Like it would be, it would be impressive, and it would be like they could imagine if they had like all of the backgrounds and all of the locations be like super like low key kind of dark, you know, not very vibrant. But her, the enemies that she's fighting the um bosses that you fight like have them be these like pinnacles of like color and vibrancy in the world like they could do some really cool stuff dude and think about this what if metroid could start the 10 pole the 10 pole film to kickstart the uh, smash brothers plot thread and have it to where she you know she fights throughout the the games and everything and at the end, you find out that somehow the aliens are somehow were created by the master hand. Like it was his first little spit at the fucking universe or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Mario goes up there, though, with uh, Avatar 2, Top Gun Maverick, Spider-Man No Way From Home. They all made a billion after the pandemic. I mean, good for them. They all deserved it. Well, too. like, dude, even Fast, that new Fast X movie is only—it's made less than four hundred million. Yeah, which is crazy. Every, everybody's saying it's well, a banger, though. If you, you don't know? care, Country. name off the name off those movies again, Adam. Um, of course, Avatar two because it actually made two billion. But um, Avatar two, No Way Home, Top Gun Maverick, Mario. So I know we haven't billion watched dollar films. I know we haven't watched Avatar two yet, and that's yeah. that's that's to be decided. But I'm going to assume, considering the other ones have this thread, it seems to me that the fun factor of a movie is so it, it, it's it's the driving force, right? Dude, there. Top Gun. I wish I would have went to the theater. Those are it. those are fun. Those were fun movies. That's how good to it watch. was. Yeah. All yeah. of them on that list. Yeah. <laughs> they And they all, and I know like none of them were really original. They were all a sequel or some sort of thing, you know. But also another check mark that they all hit too is they respect what they were doing, like the yeah. source that they were doing. Yeah. Agreed. Put some respect on my name. Um, <laughs> I, I'm giving it a full star. I'm giving it the coveted real estate uh, invincibility star. That's what I'm giving it. Oh, yeah. Full star. I give, I, it, I, I give it a full golden mushroom. I just want more, man. They could They could turn around off of this and do like... Donkey Kong, Diddy, and all that stuff. Yeah, would Diddy Kong it. Racing. Yeah, they I, yeah they could do a Mario Kart and just be like them racing against one another, and like they could legitimately set up to do a Mario Kart movie like in three or four years and have you know uh, Fox that and Zelda and yeah. Donkey Kong and you know Bowser's there. He's trying to win Peach back. Yeah, which, well, you could even dude, have Bowser because like his army's it, gone. It's just him. Dude. Yeah. And man, if they don't take the opportunity to riff on Fast and the Furious, 
Yeah, family, dude. Dude, yeah, for when he tells real, Luigi like that. make that a joke. Yeah, he's like family. Yeah, he looks at yeah, and he's like and have been and have been Diesel just randomly voice a character, like <laughs> just to insult the injury. But, I mean, you know, he whatever. could. He could voice Captain Falcon for sure. You know, I uh, I will say this though, I'm 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 jealous, man. Um uh, because I wish this had been the movie that came out uh whenever the kids were little cuz yeah, having this movie played on repeat all day while it would get equally boring. I don't think it. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a fighting chance I wouldn't care. I'd find myself sitting down and yeah, watching you'd it. Finish it. Because <laughs> uh, for me, the movie I had to dip, I had to endure was Cars. Mm. Life and is a highway. Lightning McQueen. I watched that. I've watched. Ooh, I watched. I, I watched handle Mater so much. Yeah. I, Dude, that's not even that's not even half of it, dude. I've watched that motherfucker repave that damn road so many times. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, but no, like I wish this, like, you know, when you hear life as a highway, you start getting like morning sickness. You get like, like a little fever. It's like, Whoa. yeah. Well, well, I sound. Have, well, <laughs> I have a remedy for that, and it's because something Marty beat me to the punch on that song. When I hear that, I always imagine Michael Scott moving in that okay. U-Haul with the guys, and he's singing it, you know? Yeah. So you're happy, please. <laughs> I want more, man. And I think off of the success of this, um, as long as they like keep their heads on straight, they could tackle any Nintendo property and knock it out of the... And on and honestly, man, they can they could take the they could take the games route, dude, because ultimately all the Mario games were always the same concept. Yeah. You roll up, go through the worlds, save the princess. They could literally just copy and paste this movie and just keep working it in different angles and it's gonna make the money. Like, it doesn't have to, like, they could tell us, you know, they could have it to, you know, Bowser gets out. This time he gets to have this reference to the game with him. And they got to go get these referenced characters. You know, they could just keep doing that. And I think that if they kept the quality of the writing like they did with this movie on par, they could rehash that idea at least two more times. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to hit on this real quick. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, for anybody that may be listening or whatever, like, just bear with me for a second here. How, how relieving was it that they made Peach a strong female character that had her own independent storyline where did she need saving? Did she not need saving? It didn't matter because it was so well crafted, right? And that is a hats off moment. In my opinion, it didn't feel preachy. It didn't, you know what I mean? It didn't throw mm. these little jabs out there where it's like, I'm a strong independent, yeah, you know, I don't need man. Yeah. It, it, it was just <laughs> so well written and, and so, so well made that they didn't and have to do that. Well, like Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor joy did a good job uh, at the performance. Yes. She's a sweet. I thought I recognized dude. that voice. Yeah, I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, 
She's a anyway. Peach. Yeah, she's a peach. 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, dude, just like we could sit and do a whole episode just like picking all the references apart. But yeah, I I enjoyed the part where they were in the uh, the 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 fire flower field. Oh yeah, that was cool. And they're talking and they have that little moment and she's like, there's a whole universe out there. And I'm like, dude, like Mario galaxy reference. Holy sh-, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Just little dumb stuff like that. Like there are no, there's stuff that that's, they could have done without, and it wouldn't have changed the scene, but just the fact that they were paralleling a decent little family story with all the fan <laughs> service you could possibly ask for. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But Mario is not a very hard thing to adapt if you think about it. No. I think the problem with the early film is they overthought it, you know? Yeah. Dude, that, I mean, we need to revisit that original film. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed that as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that is why I don't have a problem. I like to watch it on Blu ray. Arguably, yeah. I would say that movie is probably the, the the reason why I don't have a problem with grim, dark depictions of stuff. Yeah, right. Like on a kid level, like that's you would say that's kind of grim, dark Mario Brothers. Yeah, like, it was still fun and had the whole everybody get up on the floor, do the dinosaur bullshit. But like nineties, yeah. You could have replaced Bob Hopkins with fucking Peter Weller and it would have probably been more ridiculous, you know? Dead or alive, you're coming with me, Bowser. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was it was a it was great. Very well done. Can't wait for uh the arrival to of Yo- or the arrival of Yoshi in the next movie. Yeah, right. Another Yoshi. another Another cool detail I liked was, uh, speaking of Yoshi, uh, the baby Mario and baby Luigi. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's a cool little touch they did and like, keeping them animated, even, like, on that level. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. And I mean, like, the, the, even though it's not the highlight of the movie, it's still one of the biggest points in the movie. Uh, when he's when they're winning over uh, when he's fighting Donkey Kong, it turns into the original Mario having to play out. Are you yeah. not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I just you know, just being able to just be a love letter to Mario and all in all the decades that he's been around now. It's that's it's it's a good you know, yeah. As an adult watching it, I appreciate that a lot. You know, oh yeah. But we got a little bit of movie news. Y'all wanna y'all wanna hit on this real quick? Mm-hmm. So Half Baked Two is getting an official title R rating and is aiming for a 2023 release. Can Brewer so, so- pull this off at his age? I don't know. So the long-awaited sequel to the 98 stoner comedy cult hit Half-Baked has at last been given an official title alongside an R rating. According to FilmRatings.com, Half-Baked 2 will go by 
The fun title, Half-Baked, Totally High, and has been rated R for, for drug use throughout, sexual content, language, graphic nudity, and some violence. So pretty much exactly what you'd expect from a follow-up to the Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer-led comedy, apart from the apart from the maybe the violence. First announced in 2019, Half-Baked Totally High will be something of a legacy sequel to the beloved stoner outing rather than Rather than bringing back original stars Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer as Thurgood Jenkins, a.k.a. Sir Smoke-A-Lot, and Brian, respectively, Half-Baked Totally High will instead follow the exploits of Sir Smoke-A-Lot's son, Junior, and his best friend, Miles and Corey. The new gang are trying to figure out how how to get the money to bury their friend, Bruce, who died from smoking the most powerful joint in the world. Directed by Michael Titties. And written by Justin Hires. Half-Baked Totally High is set to star the Maze Runner actor Dexter Darden as Junior, alongside Moses Storm as Miles, Ramona Young as Corey, and Joel Courtney as Bruce. The rest of the supporting cast includes Ash Santos, David Koshner, uh, Rafael Castello, and Justin Miles with Malcolm in the Middle star Frankie Munez and comedian Jeff Ross set to feature in special appearances. While Michael Half-Baked Sequ- no. Michael Titties, that's his name! <laughs> <laughs> Michael Tides. <laughs> While the Half-Baked sequel... Dude, you can't, you can't have a last name like that and not get the Titties joke. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's missing one letter, okay? While the Half-Baked sequel will not bring back either Dave Chappelle or Jim Brewer, it will see the return of the original stars Harlan Williams and Rachel True as Kenny Davis and Mary Jane. What'd you say about Brewer, Trav? You said, could he still do it? Yeah. Have you seen him, like, making the podcast rounds? And I think he has his own podcast, still does stand-up. I mean, he... Oh, I mean, no, no, no. He acts just like... He's still hilarious. I'm not yeah. saying like, like well, now, his delivery. Here's the thing, though. Like, but also, just, we're going from whatever year that came out. Remember how Dave Chappelle used to look and sound? <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't quite sound like that anymore, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, 250 pounds bigger? Like, he's well, They're not going to be in it, right? They're not going to be in it at all. They said they were going to be in it. it. says the Half-Baked sequel will not bring back either oh. Dave Chappelle or Jim Brewer. It will see the return of original stars Harlan Williams and Rachel True. It's a legacy. It's like the Jesus Rolls movie. Yeah. I mean, basically. I hope, if anything, it gets more people to want to watch the original one because that movie is a gem. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Chappelle and Brewer and the rest of the gr- guys are not attached, yeah, it's kind of hard. A little more than just Harlan Williams, you know? Yeah, I know, like, right? Fucking, yeah. He like, I, I mean, oh. he like whisper talks, like, yeah. You boys been doing a little drinking? <laughs> but the, Michael Titties did like a haunted house too, a haunted house, naked. Uh. So, a bunch of Wayne films. They could have brought back Scarface, though. You know, he he was one of my favorite yeah, yo, bitch, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. <laughs> fuck you, I'm out. 
but uh but yeah i just wanted to hit on that like so the half-baked sequel is coming out but it's not going to be a sequel they could literally call it anything else yeah and it just might as well just be a reboot at this point i mean yeah right i mean 98 to 2023 i mean come on Next up here, Jason Momoa Minecraft movie adds what we do in the shadow star Matt Barry. Incredible. I'm in. <laughs> yes. I'm already sold. So uh Matt Barry is now in talks to join Aquaman star Jason Momoa in the upcoming adaptation of the hugely popular video game Minecraft. As per a report by Deadline, Barry has now entered negotiations to join the project alongside Momoa. And while details of his role remain unknown at this time, the idea of Barry and Momoa working together is certainly an intriguing one. Uh, We know who Matt Barry is, of course. The Minecraft movie remains largely a mystery since being announced back in 2015. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Creator Rob, uh, I can never pronounce his name right, McElhaney. Uh, it was initially hired to direct the project, but sadly this slowly died on the vine, according to reports. Napoleon Dynamite filmmaker Jared Hess is now set to helm uh, Minecraft with Dune and Zack Snyder's Justice League star Jason Momoa signing on the lead role in April last year. We know nothing about the plot of Minecraft, of, uh, Minecraft will involve, but it will somehow adapt the sandbox game developed by Mojang for the big screen. Minecraft is now the best-selling video game in history, suggesting there will be a massive audience for whatever the movie turns out to be, which is good as the Minecraft movie was recently given a release date of April the 4th, 2025. God, I I wonder who he's going to play. I hope that he has a a big part. I do too. I hope he's... Wouldn't it be great if the movie was narrated by Matt Berry? Oh. Oh my God! Do tell us, Jason Momoa, what type of show? Yeah, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> In this world, you just punch the tree to get wood. You know. I mean, anything that Matt Berry is involved with, get you know, sign me up. So that it's it's yeah. exciting. Like he wouldn't it, do it if it's not good. No, he not read at the all. script and he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, let me lean into this yeah. a bit," you know. Oh, oh man, what if what if he's the voice of the traitors? Oh my god, man! Yeah, he might be like, Steve. Like... It could be. He's got brown hair. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. We'll we'll see what comes of it, but yeah, it's it's going to be a good time though. The Flash director. Okay, so Flash is coming out right around the corner. Andy Muschietti is talking about the possibility of recasting Ezra Miller for a potential sequel. Mm-hmm. So Ezra Miller's future as Barry Allen may not ha- may not yet have been set by James Gunn or Warner Brothers Discovery. But the Flash's director is very clear about what he would do if the decision is up to him. After starring in a long list, after starring in a long list of scandals in recent years, Miller was criticized by a large portion of the DC fandom and audiences, with many calling for them not to continue playing the Scarlet Speedster and be replaced by Grant Gustin or some other. However, the film's release is just around the corner, and most of the early reviews are praising Miller's performances as Alan. 
that's probably why uh, Muschietti has no doubt that if he gets to make a sequel to The Flash, he couldn't do it with anyone other than Ezra. This was confirmed by the director on the podcast, The Discourse. If a sequel happens, yes, I don't think there's anyone that can play that character as well as they did. The other depictions of the character are great, but this particular version of the character, they just excelled in doing it. And as you said, the two berries, it feels like a character that was made for them. Beyond the Flash's box office performance, it's unknown if the character will appear within the new DCU canon anytime soon, especially since no titles uh, related to his story were announced by Gunn or Saffron for the first phase of the new franchise titled Gods and Monsters. But whether it's Barry Allen, Wally West, or any other uh, interaction with the speedster, they are a very important part of the DC mythology, so it is expected that they will appear in the future. I just thought that was kind of interesting that Andy Muschietti came out and he was like, if we make a sequel, which I mean, if this is going to reset everything, how in the hell are mm-hmm. they going to do a sequel? You know, and why is he saying this before the movie comes out? Exactly. Muschietti. What, what it sounds like to me is on this podcast that he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just the discourse. asked him. Yeah. It was just well, a hypothetical. Well, I don't even think it was that. I think basically what they were <clears throat> trying to skirt around was like, Due to the recent controversy, mm-hmm. and but they fa- phrased it in a different way. But more or less, sure. what they were saying is, due to the recent controversy controversies with Ezra Miller, if there was a proposed sequel to happen, would you bring Ezra Miller back? And they phrased it as like, oh, if there was a sequel that was in line in the pipeline, would you keep the same cast? That was their kind of way of like socializing. Yeah, like letting him lead the controversy. That way that they can be like, oh, we just asked him about if he would recast Ezra Miller. We didn't know that he was going to go off on a tangent about him, they, them, you know, like, so. But yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, so. But also, Andy Muschietti gets cryptic when asked about directing Batman the Brave and the Bold. So Muschietti will finally make his debut in the superhero genre with The Flash, but it could be, uh, it could just be the beginning of the director's career in the world of comic book adaptations, as he could soon be responsible for bringing Batman back to the big screen. James Gunn has been actively working on the future of the DCU since his appointment as co-CEO of DC Studios with Saffron, especially now that he has ended his relationship with the MCU with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And while... He will be in charge of directing one of the most important projects within the new universe he is building, Superman Legacy. He is also looking for great directors and writers to join the future of the franchise. Considering the good reviews that Fla- that The Flash is generating and the very good work that Muschietti has already shown in the adaptation of It, the rumors that the Argentine director will continue working with DC Studios is in the coming years are always present. And they're usually related to The Brave and the Bold, the debut of a new Dark Knight in theaters, and the director finally breaks silence about it. Uh, During an interview on The Flash's promotional tour, Josh K. Elliott asked Muschietti which version of Batman he would show if he directed the film, and the director's response was more more than interesting. I can't speak of that yet. For now, we'll have to wait for the performance of the film starring Ezra Miller, 
so that the relationship between Muschietti and DC Studios can continue on the right track. I mean, he did say, um, Gunn did say that the Batman that would be involved in the DCU would be like a Batman with the kid as Robin, mm-hmm. right? Like, I didn't dream that, right? I think he said that. So, like, the Brave and the Bold would make sense for them to adapt, but I don't know. I like Muschietti a lot. I like his directing style, and I'm, I would be interested to see his take on a Batman movie. Yep, Gunn did say that. Okay. When he did that video. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I, I, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, he did a really good job with it mm-hmm. of, like, showing the bright, like, the 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 kids being kids and then the bright side of things. And then also showing the underlying horrors at the same, you know what I mean? So he had a good balance in that movie and it's kind of hard to pull something like that off, but I felt like he did it very well. So I think that if you translate that into the Batman world, I think that they could pull something like that off, you know? Well, he just directed Batman. Yeah. I mean, and like the Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Affleck and uh, you want to get nuts? McKeaton? Yeah, McKeaton. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something yeah. cool, but McKeaton. So, uh, have you guys heard about some of the cameos that are going to appear? No, I've been steering clear of them. Would you I'm like gonna... to remain spoiler I mean, free? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I'm going to go watch it in theaters. So yeah, I, I kind of want to experience that in the flesh. Well, the, well, it's only one that I've seen and yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a banger. I mean, I'm excited for it. Like I said, with, with what Muschietti's done in the past and then them having the faith in this dude to do, the flash, which is like, it may be the most important DC movie that they release. Like, I don't know how they're going to tell the story and everything, but it is ballsy, you know, like, so yeah, I'm super excited and interested to see how this is going to, uh, play itself out. Yeah. Right. Deadpool three. So Deadpool 3 rumors suggest MCU and Fox X-Men villains will converge on Reynolds and Jackman's heroes. So Deadpool 3 is potentially going to be one of the biggest Marvel movies in terms of bringing together the old 20th century Fox X-Men movies and the new MCU world via Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Naturally, being an X-Men character himself, there have been plenty of connections between Deadpool and the X-Men over the decades in comic book form, and some of those have been seen in previous Deadpool movies through characters like Colossus, Juggernaut, and more. Deadpool 3 is now reportedly about to bring together more than ever more than ever before, with new rumors suggesting many old X-Men stars returning along with two very prominent villains. Of course for now of course for now everything that we hear about Deadpool 3 is to be taken as nothing more than rumors, but that doesn't mean that fans are not already building their hopes on many of these pieces of speculation being true. While that kind of thing has led to plenty of disappointments with movies like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the latest rumors around the Merc with the Mouth's arrival in the MCU have sparked more wild fan theories 
that we still have to wait a long while to confirm or debunk. The new rumors have been shared many times online since a tweet from Can We Get Some Toast suggested that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine will be joined in the movie by his old co-stars Halle Berry, uh, I don't know, Jensen and James Marsden reprising their X-Men characters of Storm, Jean Grey, and Cyclops, respectively. Uh, this will also... This was also followed up with another rumor, a big villain uh, from the old Fox X-Men movies and a villain from the MCU will also be appearing in the movie, uh, further cementing the bridge between old and new Marvel projects. There are two other cast members returning for Deadpool 3, one from Fox X-Men movies and one from the MCU, their villains and you would never guess who. I'll reveal them in due time because it's too far too early, so for now, have fun speculating. So, I mean, it would make sense that they would use this character, like the Deadpool character, to to make that bridge happen there, right? Especially with them, like, kind of leaning into Secret Wars and doing this whole mer- multiverse thing, you know what I mean? I wonder if, uh, I wonder if it's going to be a uh, Kang situation. Could be. I have a feeling that if they bring a villain back from the Fox timeline, I have a feeling it's going to be like Sabretooth or something. Or maybe a, well, they said it would be from the Fox X-Men universe. I was going to say maybe it'd be a different version of him, but I don't know. I just kind of have a feeling that they may bring him back because we haven't seen Probably just going to be Magneto, though. That's, that's the safe route. Yeah, and I get that. But also, I feel like Magneto's appearance, if they were to bring the Fox version of Magneto, whether they go with either iteration of that character into the MCU, is, to me, at least from my perspective, it's a huge deal. Like... If Magneto shows up, shit is fucked beyond fuck. You know what I mean? So that kind of makes me wonder. It's like, okay, well, if you break it down into like character motivations, what motivations would Magneto have unless like the their world that they're leaving is dying and he's trying to figure out a way to get out of that world, this, that, and the other. So I don't know. That's why I was thinking Sabretooth. Like maybe a classic X-Men villain in Sabretooth to kind of close out the Hugh Jackman Wolverine story arc that they were working on. And then a newer Deadpool villain from the MCU. I don't know. Well, what if, I mean, I mean, it could very well even be Riker. Which would be nuts, right? Yeah. Because if they bring Riker over, because at the end of, at the end of one of them, like they just told him to keep walking. Right. Yeah. And so he didn't really like, there was no death. And if there was a death, it was off screen. So like, because like, well, if, if, if they brought him over, that would, I think help. Legitimize mutants. Legitimize mutants. Well, that, and also think of like, like he could, he could fill the void that we otherwise thought was going to be, inhabited by Ulysses Claw with vibranium and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's true. Like he could kind of pick up that 
plot line because that's i mean that's a big deal in the black panther story you know yeah yeah that would be interesting and there's feel, some and i feel like stuff connecting to the black panther is something that they that that you know cooler's gonna need to consider you know as he continues to make them you know ah dude they're gonna kill every villain that they give Black Panther off in the first five minutes of the movie. Give me a freaking break, dude. All right, Charlie Cox. <clears throat> dot 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 dot. Charlie Cox says Daredevil's return has been really weird. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I thought I thought that that headline was funny. It probably um, doesn't like this version of the character. He says, uh, Cox is playing Matt Murdock again after the character's return in the MCU with the experience has admittedly been rather strange for the actor. Previously, Cox starred as Matt Murdock in three seasons of Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. Character has since returned in the film Spider-Man No Way Home in the Disney Plus series She-Hulk. After Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio also reprised his role from Daredevil as Wilson Fisk in Hawkeye, it was announced that he would be joining Cox in their own Disney Plus series, Daredevil Born Again. Per comicbook.com, Cox and D'Onofrio were present at ICC Con in Nashville, Tennessee, speaking at a panel. Cox addressed the weird feeling that comes with returning to that role. He goes on to tease how this version of Matt Murdock might be a variant from the one in the Netflix series, but either way, he's going through a lot and would be much more experienced than when he was starring in Daredevil. As Cox explains, it was really weird, and I'm older, and so therefore he's older, so I think it was important for that to be part of it. I don't know necessarily what I mean by that, but he's been through more. He's been through everything in some way, in some world, in some variant. He's been through what we've seen or not. What the, I mean, is he dropping a hint? I mean I'm I'm older, so therefore he's older. So I think it was important for that to be a part of it. I don't know necessarily what I mean by that, but he's been through more. He's been through everything in some way, in some world, in some variant. He's been through what we've seen or not. What? I mean, I'd be good. Mis- I mean, it would be good misdirection. He wouldn't do that. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, he downright says it. So, I mean. It's just, yeah. Well, it could be. Well, it could be. It could be interesting that his version of Daredevil. I don't know. Somehow, I got pulled over here. You know, maybe mid-fight with one of the villains from. You know the one of the. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. what if he's what if he's the Daredevil? And this is this is just theorizing now. But what if they could ride, a, ride him into being from one of the universes we've already seen on screen? So what if he's either from, like, because it would it would it would make Multiverse of Madness more enjoyable 
knowing that some of those universes is where certain characters were going to see in the future. Like, you know, they turned that into like, oh, that's where the, like, that's where the seed was planted, y'all. That type of bullshit. But like, say he's from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man universe. Just the Daredevil we never got to see. Oh, and and here's my, this is the way that I'm reading it. I'm reading well, the amazing it, one, you know? I'm I'm reading it as like, what if he is one of the one of the only characters in the MCU that just like has experienced in some weird multiversal way. He has experienced what all the other daredevils have experienced. Like he's tuned into it to that degree where it's like, okay, you know, the the Daredevil in the Netflix series, like I didn't do that. I didn't live through all that, but at the same time I did. Yeah. And then like another version of Daredevil that's not him, he experienced that and lived through that. Like what if like whenever he's dreaming or however they decide to like, you know, make that caveat is like he he's experienced it but not in the MCU world. Well, I mean, you know, they're about, you know, they need, they're, they're going to obviously start planning plot points that are going to get paid off in secret wars. Mm -hmm. And what if he's, what if he's the herald of whatever's coming? But like for the sake of the show, he's dealing with Wilson Fisk and it's just a good old tried and true daredevil story. But like part of his weird psychology when he's like his alone moments when he's thinking and all that kind of crap. Yeah. What if he's like, what the heck is going on with me? Like why I'm you know Yeah. And what if he's a what if he's just some exception that they can shoehorn in where he's somehow you know, you know how like uh how in House of M Spider Man survived the the like he, he's the one that remembered everything? Yes, yeah. What if they apply that to Daredevil? Yeah, that would be that. That's like, kind of what I was thinking there. He's yeah. the one that remembers all the universes and stuff. Like he's, you know, yeah. I I don't dislike that idea by by any stretch because, like, think about his. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a stretch, you know. Well, I mean, they they said that Barenthal's coming back over as Punisher, and he's going to be in the Daredevil series as well but it's going to be a different version of Punisher. D'Onofrio is going to be playing a different version of Kingpin. What if like his master quest is like, he's got to get the defenders together. Like he remembers that he was part of a team, you know, and that's his thing is like him trying to get the defenders together or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Or that was what? his way of saying it's not the same daredevil from the show. Yeah, I mean that could like be the others. Yeah. <laughs> not not not. Like, it's like yeah, I know the, the other one didn't bang the She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> it would it would be interesting if that ends up like if there's a new, you know, group of defenders and they have to take on the Thunderbolts. I could see that. That could be the, I mean, as the MCU's quote unquote civil war too, which wouldn't tell anything like the actual comic, but just take the name, but it's two groups of heroes fighting. Right. 
So speaking of the Thunderbolts, Marvel shuts down production on Thunderbolts and more amid rider strike. So the ongoing Riders Guild of America strike has now resulted in Marvel Studios pressing pause on several major productions, including the upcoming ensemble movie Thunderbolts. Team-up outing was due to begin filming next month in Atlanta, but Deadline has revealed that the crew have now been notified that production will not continue until the strike has ended. Alongside Thunderbolts, the studio has also decided to stop production on the upcoming television series Wonder Man, starring Aquaman's um, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II as an actor who gained superpowers. Much like Thunderbolts, Wonder Man was expected to begin shooting next month in Los Angeles and will commence production when the strike comes to an end. Both Marvel projects joined the Blade reboot production on what was on which was halted earlier this month. Of course, with Marvel being the major franchise that it is, several projects have already begun filming, including Deadpool 3. But this has come with its own issues. It has now been revealed that uh, that known improviser Ryan Reynolds will not be able to quip as much as he'd like due to the actor being credited as a writer on the project and therefore obligated not to adjust any lines of dialogue. What the fuck? The That's what? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. But like, no, you that's on the spot though. He can do that. He's yeah, gonna but, do that. He's gonna do that and say he didn't. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, like I understand that like it would be a writing credit to him, but like in other mo like in Step Brothers, was Will Farrell and John C. Riley credited as writers on that movie? I mean uh, maybe ninety percent. Because ninety percent, yeah. Well, 90% of it was ad lib. Yeah, like, it was just prompt. them dicking around. And, like, Anchorman, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of movies where this has happened. And whenever you see written by, you'll see, like, you know, Adam McKay and whoever, you know, with Step Brothers. So, like, I never really looked at it that way. Like, I, I don't know. Ad-libbing and, like, adding to it in that way is, I don't know. Like It's different it's, than sitting down and writing it. Exactly. It's whatever comes to you in the moment. It's not traditional yeah. writing, like, by any stretch. They are credited as writers, though. Okay. Both of them. Well, I guess now, that... I'm sure they had something to do with the script, but there were other people in the room. Yeah. Dude, there's no way somebody wrote Stay Golden Pony Boy. No, <laughs> she just said that. No. Shit. Yeah, and then she hiked just... her leg and pissed. Yeah, no. she should be a writer. Yes, I I don't know, man. And if that's the case, then like film all the action sequences. He can go back in later when he's got the mask on and ad lib into a microphone, and they can just you know in yeah it, you use Hollywood the voiceover. Yeah, like. I don't, that's insane, dude. And I don't know, I, I guess maybe that's what they're doing. Like, it would make sense to me if I'm, if I'm heading Daredevil and it's like, well, you can't ad lib as much because of insert this reason here. It's like, well, let's go ahead and get all the mass sequences done. Let's get, you know, because Hugh Jackman's probably going to play the straight guy the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to be ad libbing anywhere near as much as Reynolds is going to. So let's get the action sequences done. Let's get all the mass sequences done. And then we'll come back to like this, 
you know, unmasked Daredevil stuff, this unmasked Wade Wilson later, you know? That's crazy. Is there a certain thresh? It said that he will not be able to quip as much as he'd like mm-hmm. due to the actor being credited. So is there a threshold? You only get like three quips a day? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's weird, man. That's super weird. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's like, depending on how long he he goes on for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can quit for like one or two lines, but you can't go for like a minute and a half, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of those movies like Anchorman, they shot up, they released a whole separate cut of just ad lib shit. You know what I mean? So I don't know. So last up here, Feige confirms RDJ almost played Dr. Doom in Fantastic Four. So Robert Downey Jr. has become synonymous with the Iron Man character after bringing the character to life in the MCU, but he may have gotten his first Marvel role a few years beforehand. In commemoration of the 15th anniversary of Iron Man, uh, producer Kevin Feige and director John Favreau reflected on the casting of RDJ as Tony Stark in a new video from Marvel Entertainment. It was during this conversation that it was uh, subtly confirmed that Downey had been up for the role of the supervillain Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four movie released in 2005. While he didn't get the role, uh, being up for it indirectly led to his casting in Iron Man. Uh, I remember that Robert had come in for a general role on it, and I remember you uh, had you had already met him for Doctor Doom or something on another project. I think he had come through maybe on Fantastic Four, Favreau asked. Right, Feige responded, confirming as much. The role of Doctor Doom went to um, Julian McCone, McMahon, whatever, in Fantastic Four, but Downey has apparently made an impression... Had well, Downey had apparently made an impression on Feige. When it came time to casting Iron Man, Feige still had Downey's headshots in his office, and that had led to Favreau discussing with him the possibility of putting the actor into the role of Tony Stark. So everything's sort of, so everybody sort of knew who he was. And I remember sitting down with the guy, and I was like, "Geez, he's just got it. He's got that spark in him, in his eyes, and he's ready." Favreau recalls. And that's when we were in your office and we were pointing to his headshot and saying, we've got to try to figure this out. Who do you, like, who doesn't, in 2008, who doesn't know who Robert Downey, did they not watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, did they not watch anything that he was in prior to? Look at you. Yeah, playing with dude, he should have got it based off of that performance yeah. alone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Should have been a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Swallow the man gravy. I would love a sequel to that movie now. No man, that's that's a one and done, dude. I mean, that ship has sailed though. I know. know. They'd be very awful brave. Well, the way that they do it is like they get the cast back together for like you know to to recall everything that happened. They're making a documentary about it about the movies. 
And and he's and like that turns into a shit show. Well, he's like overly well, apo- apologetic. Yeah. Well, no, I was know. going through some things at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just got yeah. a long stint in rehab, you know. Well, not even that. Uh, I would argue Tropic Thunder is a bit of a filter film because if that movie pisses you off, you didn't get the joke. Yeah. At all. He was making yeah. fun of actors. Yeah. But, you know. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been interesting to see Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Dr. Doom. What if he been. comes back? What if they're, what if they're hinting at something? No. <laughs> they but bring him back, man. but they bring like Tony Stark in another reality becomes Dr. Doom. Oh, and they got to kill him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we just lost yeah. you. It's like this time you want him to die, though. I'd still yeah, like yeah. him. Yeah, I would. He's, too, he's yeah. a Chris Pratt dude. He's just likable. Yeah, good actor. It would be cool <laughs> to have seen it twisted that way, where like he used the like he survives the snap instead of dying. It just fucks him up really bad. Yeah. And because of the radiation, he's got to wear a suit and all this shit, and voila, Doctor Doom. Add a few more fucking clever twists or something. A few more tropey tropes in there. Yeah. You know, shit them in your hands, smear them on a piece of paper. I can do that. But yeah, that's all the movie news, man. To add to what you were talking about real quick, it's 33% of the script. If you write 33% of a script, you got to get a credit. That's why she didn't get a credit for Pony Boy. She wasn't in 33% yeah. of the movie. That's what it says. It's like ad-libbing a line. Would, we wouldn't be anywhere near it. Then it says yeah. this. It's like there would be lines on a page that would just say Robin Williams ad-libs, and he didn't get a writing credit. Is they... Here's what that tells me. Matt, uh, oh, fucking, uh, not Matt Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds about his money. He yeah. is a businessman. He does own a football team that he actually, he's going to the big leagues with. Yeah, I saw that they, they got won. bumped up. Yeah. yeah. Good for they them. They got promoted. Man. I was like, him and promotion dude, in football? Him from him and dude from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Out there doing the Lord's work with some footy ball. Um, they sang the It's Always Sunny theme song at the football games. Really? Yes. Wow. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. They're very happy. Oh, I'm sure. Like a like on, I don't know if it's like thirty years. They had a dry spell. I mean, it wasn't like Bama in the nineties, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Roll tide. Yeah. What was it Mike Dubose? Yeah, is that that guy? I blocked out that entire decade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. We got some pretty good-looking trailers here, though. We got a few. Oh, we finally get the Barbie trailer? Fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited. 
about that Barbie movie. Like yeah, I'm more, like more ex- than I should be. Yeah, I'm way more excited for that than I, I said ever that to someone be. the other day, and I heard myself say it. And I was like, I can't wait to watch that Barbie movie. It was like, wait a minute. I'm like, let me show you the trailer. Yeah, you show them the one of the 2001. For sure. Yeah, it's like, do, do you not get it? They're like, yeah. no. I'm yeah, like, mm-hmm. Okay, you uncultured swine. Yeah, we'll just watch the voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the oh god burden of proof says hbo but it's max oh okay they keep changing yeah well maybe it's showtime oh (laughs) yeah yeah you know because i don't fucking know dude is it i mean it may be i was to go look at the nah it's hbo you got other so, shows from HBO. Oh, okay. It's a weed. I got it ready. ready. Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah. All right. You ready, Trevor? Yeah. Three, two, Never one, be. play. Beast of Burden. Oh, this isn't a movie. What? Wow. How do we know you didn't kill her? This story is going to be huge. Damn. And made a fucking documentary about it, you know? Yeah. That's on HBO. Well, it's a lot of scenes of him walking. Yeah. With his head down. What's his sister, dude? What if he did it? What if she's not dead? <gasps> I kind of want to watch it. I feel like I will end up watching it, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, you can recommend it. I mean, I'm not going to go that far (laughs) with it. Because every time I watch one. Well, I mean, every time I I watch Yeah, it's always a better idea if it's. I'll just accidentally cue the trailer. Yeah, what's this? Yeah, this is bad. All right, now this is going to be a movie. Hidden surprise. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. So this is Cena and Chan, right? Jaka Chan. I think this is going to be a good duo. I think it will be. Who's going to be playing the straight guy? Jackie Chan. You think so? Yeah. All right. Maybe. <laughs> it's hard to tell, you know? 
I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Damn. How does he look like Jet Li? I know, right? He's got to be in his 60s. If not older. Damn. Sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max. It looks pretty personal. <laughs> I'd say skeleton. Looks like it was shot on a green screen. Yeah, like everything yeah. looks green screen. Like doesn't none of that looks real. Family. <laughs> How, why does John Cena look so small? I don't John know. Was, was this part of John Cena's apology? <laughs> I don't know. It may be. It was supposed to. I looked at the IMDb to see what it was filmed because I was like, what does maybe they just the way they film it, they don't they don't shoot up because yeah. next to Jackie, would be like, come on. Yeah. Bring out that fucking fruit box, but um it was supposed to be Sylvester Stallone and Jackie Chan. What happened? Uh Creed got in the uh, way. Okay. So it's, it has been a while. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah. I would say so, yeah. I mean, it looks anyway, never mind. They either they're holding all the best bits for the movie, or yeah. you, you know they what I mean. Put them all in there. I mean, there was some okay laughs. Yeah, it, laugh. it wasn't no rush hour. No, not at all. Or Shanghai Noon. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Wow! wow. <laughs> you got the you got the. Oh no, that's not the same. Wow. <laughs> Oh, whenever I see that, I always think that it's, wow. Will be. I'm a Virgo. I, I just I'm not a Virgo. see that there's a giant in there, and it's got Walton Goggins in it, so. I mean, let's do it. 
All right, three, two, one, play. Damn. That's day day. Boots rally. What a strange idea for a movie. Yeah, right. Where the fuck is Walton Goggins? <laughs> oh there he is so there's like superheroes in this world Shit, you could have had a scholarship. Yeah, right. Look at this motherfucker. The series. What did he call himself? I don't know. What was that line? Wow. Dientism, dude. And we're demonetized. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about yeah. this Barbie trailer for real. All right. Three, two, one, play. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Every day can't be the best day. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm still excited for it. Will Ferrell's like, get that Barbie. Yeah. Well, you don't rest until she's back at the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's how showbiz, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about boxes and stuff over here, you know? Hijack. One of these days. Apple TV is going to turn their comments on. Yeah, and we're going to flood them. I'm going to talk mad shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave a comment and mention every movie we've seen. The trailer. Yeah. I would just leave one comment. I would say if Steve was here, he'd leave comments on. And just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He could handle the truth. He's like, I Maybe. welcome the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I what this is about. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. I bet it's a Russian. We've moved on. Ah, dude, it's going to be the ultimate terrorist. Yeah. Chad. Mm. This is not a cow. They shot the other pilot. There was blood. He just is just doing these movies, ain't he? Yeah. The Beast movie. Fucking Brits on a plane.
on a particular set of scales. He's going to deliver it. And I love my family. This took a turn. Yeah. I thought he was going to fight him. He is. Okay. I mean, it looks pretty interesting. I like Idris a lot. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba. We got these blokes on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they didn't... Do like an Earth, Wind, and Fire remix. Yeah, right. I mean, think about it. <laughs> you know how they remix those songs? Yeah, yeah. You're sitting there watching that, and it's like all drawn out, and it's like, do you remember? September. Anyway. For some reason, I just had the idea. What if Idris Elba was Indiana Jones? Oh, I would be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. If he's not busy playing James Bond, yeah, but he'll probably be like, "I'll do them both." I kind of hope Cavill becomes Bond. That would be cool. I'm sure he could pencil it in between his D&D sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember this trailer? No. Where she's got to bang the boy. Oh, yeah. Where she's banging the underage of, kid. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Based on a true I story. Harvey though. was out, you know. <laughs> he moved to Sony. <laughs> that's why comments were just, oh, no, that's after. No, Fuck. No. All right. But we got red, but that trailer was funny. Yeah. She's like, that's my cousin. And he's all rubbing on her. Second cousin. All right. Three, two, one, play. Red band. Hmm. 
you could bang this kid. Yeah. Or you could just start an OnlyFans. I mean. So he's in high school? I think he's graduating from high school, right? I don't know. It's kind of (laughs) weird. I mean, I tell you, like, it's people will be like, ah, you know, but if it was the other way around, (laughs) yeah, we need you to beg our daughter. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> they cast Danny McBride as the guy. Yeah. I'll beg her so fucking good. Yeah. You know, like, that bitch out here. Yeah. Y'all want to watch? Damn it, Carol. <laughs> it's like, whoa. April. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching. He's <laughs> Just kidding. He's it's all back. me. Yeah. Day 24. All right, y'all ready? Oh, yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. Mm hmm. Damn. What the fuck? I think that I think he's the director. He's starring in his own movie. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, Alejandro, there's the director.
Why does she dress like she's in the 80s? I don't know. It looks interesting. There's something going on there. Sheldon gets his papers. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this mother liquor. Seems like an interesting take on the uh, horrible immigration policies our country has. Yeah, it was wild when it was like, ah, the board's not going to hear your case, and she just disappeared. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Oh. Uh, definitely definitely got some like a critique of that going on or not Tony Todd Devil Row Devil Row that's his new movie Devil Rex I'm ready alright three two one play You need some new friends. Damn, your bloodline. So it's the South's version of Candyman. Yeah. The Lua. That that dude has looked the same for the past 30 years. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's aged a day. Am I the only one excited for this Michael Sarah movie? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it. He's coming back. How long... How long into the trailer Wait. do you think that we'll get before we get awkward Michael Sarah? Oh, right out that gate, dude. He's going to be alone <laughs> and be socially awkward. Yeah. Just him sitting in there with himself. He sees himself yeah. in his mirror and he's like, hey. Yeah. Oh, God. What's the other dude? Know. Eisenberg. He's like, Eisenberg's had his run. I'm coming back. Yeah. Because yeah. they it's both do the nervous shine. energy. Fucking... Yeah. I'd say Eisenberg uh-huh. has it down even more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. The adults.
That's the chick from D and D movie. Yeah, played the witch. It's gonna be real big with the Juno crowd. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, he's gambling. No. I think I'm good on Michael Sarah for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to put it in the check it out. Mm-mm. It's got a beating heart, dude. Yeah. That's what, dude, that's I, what I mean, thinks. I felt like my my the threads of my shirt was trying to rearrange itself for <laughs> a cardigan. Well, that was. <clears throat> What's up? I think I'm more at the path. <laughs> it's got a beating heart. Yeah. <laughs> It had a beaten drum during that trailer for sure. Yeah, right. Oh. I was late for that music. I was waiting for someone to go, now you're local on the gates. Yeah. It did sound like weather music. Top of the hour. All right. We might yeah. as well be dead. Three, two, one, play. That's some decent comments. German. Ada. Yeah. What? It's Michael Sarah again. <laughs> What's happening? I feel like I'm on drugs. Yeah. Some crazy shots.
The use of the ambient stuff, man. For real. What the fuck? I kind of want to watch. I kind of want to watch that. Put that and check this out. Yeah, like what's happening there? Throw that on the pot. Like, I feel like it's a dramatic, like equilibrium. Like they're suppressing individuality. Like when they were yanking that dude, and he's like, "Hey, I'm a poet. Like, there's nothing wrong with me," you know. Well, this is the synopsis. This came out in 2022. A tower block on the edge of a forest people hoping to join the building's community as it is one of the last bastions of civilization in a world that has fallen apart. That sounds cool. I'm interested. Yeah. All right. We got another foreign film. A Loners. It's kind of like the Honeymooners, but alone. Yeah. I'm down. All right. Three, two, one, play. They just zoom call from opposite ends of the house. Mm hmm. What? Titty karaoke? This is too real. Yeah. This is a documentary.
That movie looks sad as fuck, yeah, dude. Yeah, it does. It looks depressing, yeah. I can't remember what country, if it was Japan, Korea, but, you know, they got those people that they just stay in their apartments, then they go in there when they die. And... Otakus. Yeah, that, that shit's wild, man. Just hermits, man. That's what it is. Well, like, you know, man, if I lived in a city of that size, I don't know if I'd go out a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If I, I imagine if I lived like right in the middle of New York, I don't think I'd be a man about town. Yeah, no. Come in, lock the door. It's dangerous out it, there. It looks like it's deserving of its awards, though. Like yeah. it looks. I've watched films in that same vein, and they they hit hard. The hardest of the hits. It doesn't look as good as that, that Michael Sarah movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like Adam said, that movie, um, like it's like movies that too are real. almost too real. Yeah, like there is not like every bit of that movie can play out, you know, in real life. Now yeah. that movie had a heartbeat. It was almost too real. The it heartbeat. wasn't rock and peach fuzz. No, you mean pube beard? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not gonna be too real. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is the first time I've seen this. When I click on the quality thing, it says 1080p premium enhanced bitrate. Oh, you gotta have. Are they gonna start doing that, motherfuckers? What is ambient mode? Oh, I don't have the ambient. Okay, never mind. Aren't y'all ready? Oh yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. <laughs> this is too real already. No, nah, dude, this is kicking Scott Pilgrim's dick in the dirt, Griffin. Look, he's got a bullhorn so they can hear it. So he's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. The subtitles. Raja. <laughs> Damn. He's gonna kick all their ass. Everybody's ass while holding. Look, look, look he's petting it. <laughs> he's Ace Ventura, dude. He's waste. It looks like Charlotte. Look, he's petting it. Damn. 
<laughs> right here, dude. Look at that shit. Come on. Come on. <laughs> huh? Not that dumb? Just based off of that scene, I want to watch that. He's like Dr. Doolittle. He's like, we got a complaint. That's fucking funny, dude. The way that head swirl across the ground. <laughs> Can't make oh, this shit up, man. Like, <laughs> wow. that shit got made. And it's on Netflix India. Firing the VPN I mean, up. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that guy well, since the first time I've ever seen a cop holding a... A tiger a, holding a tiger lamb. Holding a lamb. <laughs> yeah. June Wick. Yeah, boy, I'm excited, man. It's time. So I've watched the first John Wick a couple of times. Like, I've got it on Blu-ray. I bought it mm-hmm. on Blu-ray Black Friday, you know? So I've, I pop it in whenever I want a good little action flick going down but i'm excited to uh to watch it and then talk about it you know what i mean yeah i'm shreddy hell yeah fucking come back next week and fucking wet your wig yeah <laughs> <Jason> <laughs> <Amell>. <laughs>